Hello, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Banter, the podcast aimed at bringing you your dose of murder relaxation. So, just sit back and enjoy. Everybody. Hi. Welcome to another episode of the True Crime Banter it's Podcast. Good to be back, y'all. Yes, and uh, you're going to be taking the lead. Yep. Not in just the storytelling. I've got a bit of a stuffed up face right now. Yeah. So you if might you be were able here, you could really tell physically. It's the just face is a so, lot. Yeah. Yeah. Looking terrible. at it right now, and I'm trying not to, but it's just like everywhere I look, it's like right there. Take just your like eyes. super puffy. Super okay, ugly. Okay, getting a little <laughs> personal. <laughs> just kidding. Just um, not not only in the story time, but you got a shout out. Many, but oh. don't worry. I'll keep them like brief and quick because this is kind of a long episode. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, then, how about we just go ahead and okay get right into it? I figured we'd you know save banter for next time. So I like yeah, I like the way you think. Oh, thanks. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. So for the first shout out, this is going to be like, there's a few message people that I said, I'm like, hey, do you mind if I mention you? And these last episodes, it just hasn't happened. So I apologize. So some of these are kind of old, but the first one is um, a message from Luna, the Royal Mutt, who messaged us saying that she listens to us with her mom, Jill, while they drive on the beach. She also recommended some cool cases to look into. So we appreciate you. The next one is, I believe, like a newer listener. So her name is Tammy Swenson. Tammy. DeFabritis. Okay. DeFabritis. Uh-huh. Feel free to let me know how to say that. Um, she messaged saying, hello, guys. I just discovered your podcast on YouTube. Oh. And though I would hop or and thought I would hop on over here to Instagram to leave you a message. You two are so cute and I enjoy your podcast. I've been listening for a few days now and you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Oh, have a great well, thank day. you, Tammy DeFabritis. <laughs> I know. Yes. Tammy Swenson. I was going to say yes. that. Yes. <laughs> so thank you. And also, hi and welcome. Um, and a while back, I had posted a story about wanting people to give me scary movie recommendations because yes. I feel like I kind of saw everything. Um, and so someone that messaged me with some really good ones was uh, somebody that went by the name of Courtney. There's no last name or really any handle on it. So just Courtney. You know who you are, girl. She, that's, that's the scary thing about it is that okay, it's just whatever. Courtney. She seems very normal based on her profile. <laughs> um, she said to watch It Follows. Which, Which Riley and I did. Yes, that yes. was fucking weird. Yeah, very and so weird. The premise is so funky. Go check it out. And she also recommended Barbarian, but I've already seen it like four times because it. it's yep. very fucking weird, <laughs> yeah. which is why I had yeah. to watch it again and again. That was a really good one. And then the movie Men, which was really good. Which that I, one I couldn't stop talking about. I have to say, if you like fucked up shit, you guys. I did not watch this one with you. Yeah, you would send me screenshots. Yeah, and or not even screenshots. You would send me like, uh, um, like photos of the TV. Yeah, of you watching it from the couch, <laughs> and I'd be like, what the just fuck certain is this? scenes, and I'd be like in like our, our yeah. little office Genitalia. second room, there. and I'd walk out and be. Like, 
childbirth. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. It was fucking yeah. weird. And then I watched like yeah. the last 15 minutes so with you. Good, and you I'm just like, I don't know. Ugh. It's such a good slow build. And then it's one of those things where like you think it's going to be like a classical or a classic scary movie. And they do such a good job of like, it's also, I believe, like a UK film. And they did such a good job of like anything like quote unquote foreign. And it's unique because so good. aren't all the men in the show played by one dude? Yeah, which is also cool. another really good. Yeah, so yeah. good. Anyway, so that's a really good one. If you really like a good mind fuck and like a good visual mind fuck as well, do that one. Um, and then the next one is another scary movie shout out from Cat Elizabeth. Cat Elizabeth. Thank you. Yeah. That one. Cat. She recommended Speak No Evil. And that one I actually haven't finished yet. When I was going back over my little shout outs, I was like, oh, I got maybe 30 minutes into it and it was super good but i remember i had to go do something or whatever it was yeah which one was this is the one i believe this is the one that she said was like danish or something but it's where this family meets another family on vacation and then they end up like kind of having like a postcard correspondent or postcard correspondence and then they're like hey you should come visit and then when they go visit they're a weird fucking family and just shit happens right Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah Um, so that one was a really good one too. Another like kind of foreign one, which they always just sent, tend to be so much better. Um, and then the last scary movie shout out goes to Alicia Simpson for telling me about Eden Lake. Which, Ashley Simpson? Alicia, you oh. fucker. <laughs> which, uh, Eden Lake, which I have yet to watch, but I did see the trailer and it looks really good and very stressful, which is a really good sign. I've only seen a couple episodes of Yellowstone, but it has Beth. Is her name Beth Dutton? Sure. You've seen more than I have. Shit, oh fuck. She's like the spicy fucking daughter of... Oh, aren't they doing like some weird like... I don't know, dude. I can't keep up. Yellowstone fans out there are going to fucking kill me for this. There's like fashion or like like perfume based on Yeah, because I actually almost bought it because it was... I was the one that told That's what it was. You were saying that like you get great reviews. Yeah. (laughs) So... Anyway. Beth. Beth, I believe. Beth Dutton. Anyway, um, she's in that too. Um, But it's like a scary movie. It's like a couple are stuck at a lake or something and are getting terrorized or something. But I remember, I'm like, okay, I have to go back and watch it. So I'll message you, Alicia Simpson, after I watch it. But thank you. And your sister, Ashley. Yeah, yeah. And then Jamie also messaged us. uh, She was really sweet. um, And she said, don't get rid of the banter. She said, quote, it makes the heavy shit feel a little less heavy, end quote. So we appreciate the feedback and we agree. Um, and she also gave a quick little scary movie recommendation too, like okay. kind of a little side note thing in her message that said to go watch The Strangers, which is an old school one. That's yes. like when yeah. you That's and I were in high school. That's one you and I always reference it. Like yeah. different modern movies kind of give you that yeah. feeling sometimes. Yeah. So that was a really good one. I was like, oh, I should go rewatch that actually. So yeah, that's the last okay. of my shout outs for now. We'll do banter next time. I just had to get around to these shout outs. We have hmm. one recommendation. Well, hmm. what is that one movie... That we watch where the girl from It Follows was in it as well. And she's in like Romania. Oh, it's called The Stranger? The, the Watcher? The Watcher. The Watcher. The Watcher. Yeah. It's in a, That was good too. Yeah, that's a the movie, The Watcher, not like the Netflix series based on like... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, that was a, a good Oh, I think it's just well. called Watcher, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That so was a I really good one too. One. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we started that one and then we didn't get to finish so, it and then yeah. we went back to it and yeah. we were like, whoa. That's a good one too. Yeah, yeah, just a little premise of that one. That one is also supposed to like take place in what was it like? I think Romania. Or Romania. Yeah, yeah, this girl goes with her boyfriend who I think is like an Native actor or something. Yeah. And he's from there, right? So he's like in a movie from like what in Romania, whatever. 
so she has all this time to herself they like basically rented this penthouse or whatever and she starts noticing that like some creepy things are going on but she's by herself all day no one believes her no one else sees this thing she's seeing and it's really really good actually yeah 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 Yeah. that was an enjoyable one yeah, so here we go. Tons of recommendations. All right, there yeah. you guys go. And if you guys don't ever say fact, I didn't do anything for you. In fact, just a quick follow up. I think we already followed up on this hmm. last episode, but we had a dishwasher question a few times, oh a few God, episodes yeah. ago, and a lot of people agreed with us. So many people. You pre-wash the dishes yeah. before you put it in the dishwasher. Yeah, it's. And then who said it? Oh, I'm so sorry. Someone messaged me saying like you're supposed to. Oh. Yes. Bison. Okay. Someone bison. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Bryson. No, no, no. I'll put your name in the next one. I promise. But I had a um, discussion with no promises around here, by the way, an OG listener who was who sent me like an article that was like, you're supposed to keep them dirty when you put them in because the soap doesn't have anything to stick to and it won't actually stay. The soap won't go on your dishes and do its job if there's nothing for the soap to stick to. So if your dish is already clean, the soap just goes right off of it and doesn't like actually like sanitize or anything. It sounds like we got some research to do. (laughs) But she said that's with the newest machines. She said if you have an old one, I'm like, that's definitely us. Uh, We (laughs) We have new machines around here nowadays. (laughs) No one can afford Not anywhere in the Seattle area. No, we don't. Uh, Yeah. The reason I brought that up, though, is because I think on this episode, I will post a question. I don't know, any scary movie recommendations or like really good movies that are like thrillers or psychological Yes, anything thrillers. in that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you have anything to recommend, yeah. I'm going to, I guess, leave a question for you. You guys can leave your answers. Oh, my God, And I'll yes. pin, I love pin this. our favorite ones. Anything that I can watch to like distract me from doing the dishes <laughs> or oh, anything what? else. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, uh, yes, thank you to all of you. Who, yes, thank you, I everyone. guess listen, follow recommend Anything actually engage with us a, a few weeks ago i posted that we were yeah really close to like 300 subscribers on yeah. youtube and like instantly we got what we needed to yeah. hit that and now we're past that i on the hope way to one day we so. look back and laugh that we were ever concerned about 300 and be like wow we really thought that that was a lot I, like i hope one it day. is a lot though it i'm is. saying it is no a lot, it is so. yeah yeah yeah. It's, so thank you everyone yeah from one effort. to 300 and exactly. you, thank you i think we're, we're well over yeah. one of we them are might at be least me but it doesn't matter thank you to myself who and cares three of them might be me yeah. <laughs> on different accounts so anyways yeah thank you all yeah. uh i know we have we, we've got some big life things coming up so yeah. that's kind of why we've been a little distracted yeah. the last few weeks. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're getting our groove back. So yeah, trying. Thank you like all for hanging out. I like the 20th time we've said that, but you know, we can have 20 grooves. It's cool. Ask, what's her name? Stella. Stella just yeah, don't. Exactly. Just ignore him, everyone. Anyways. Okay, let's just do this. All right, let's get to the episode. <laughs> Thanks for uh, listening, watching, mm-hmm. and, 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 and all and, of it. And doing all that things. Yep. Um, all right, here we go. Mm-hmm. This is the case of Jessica Johnson. Horn Lake, Mississippi, was where Jessica Renee Johnson called home. She was kind and lively, as well as being a single mother to two great kids. Anyone she knew would tell you her kids were her world. When she wasn't with them, though, she was seen out with friends, known to look amazing, even if running a quick errand, she took pride in her appearance. It was even a little bit of an inside joke between close friends and family. She was always looking amazing, no matter what the task was. Jessica was like anyone else, though. She had a past. Hers included a history of substance abuse, but her family will tell you it never kept her down for long. 
She was strong-willed, and her kids were her true motivation to live a better life. The 37-year-old mom and her two kids lived at home with her own parents, Linda and David Johnson. The kids got to see their grandparents all the time, and they would help watch the kids when Jessica needed to head out. Linda and David loved having their grandkids around, so the arrangement worked for everyone. It was May 31st, 2017, when Jessica said goodbye to her kids and told her mom that she'd be back the next day. Her mom knew where she was heading, and she wasn't a fan. A little while back, Jessica had gotten involved with a man named Garland Hart, and nobody approved. Friends and family had no idea what she saw in him. He was a known drug user and openly abusive to his partners, including Jessica. They would fight and break up multiple times, and every time she would take him back. When asked why, one of her friends said, quote, I think some women think they can fix some men, end quote. And sadly, this might have been her biggest mistake. The following day, June 1st, Jessica called home to let her daughter know that she'd be back soon. She was extremely reliable and always kept her word. So when hours went by and she didn't show, her mom and children started to worry a little. She had always been easy to reach, making sure that her phone was always nearby in case her kids or parents ever needed her, but multiple calls and texts went unanswered, adding to the worry. She was a grown woman, though, and if she wanted to stay out an extra night, there really wasn't much they could do about it. They went to bed that night, having no way of knowing that the next day, all their lives would be changed forever. The next morning, the phone rang in the Johnson household. Linda couldn't believe what she was hearing. It was the police asking her and David to come down to the morgue. Jessica's location was no longer a mystery. They arrived and sat down to hear what happened. But if they were expecting any answers to their questions or anything of comfort, they were sadly mistaken. They were told a mail carrier was on their usual route that morning and pulled up to a home they'd been to many times. They parked, and when they went to open the mailbox, they turned to look down and a true nightmare was in front of them. In the tall, overgrown grass underneath the mailbox, a woman's clearly dead body was slumped against the post, held up only by what appeared to be a string around her neck. Terrified and I'm sure in shock, the mail carrier panicked and called another carrier to come to the scene. The second employee then called the cops, but not before snapping a few pictures. Whether this was some morbid fascination or taking pictures as some kind of like liability or precaution, we're not sure. When cops arrived, they were greeted by the same gruesome but also very confusing scene that the mail carriers witnessed. Yeah, I, I remember. I don't know if I if I was that second mail carrier. I don't know if taking pictures would have been the first thing yeah. I would have thought of doing. Yeah. Maybe. Although I mean, we'll learn. I mean, it kind of came in handy a little bit. Like, yeah, kind the, of. the rumors of the yeah police in that area. Yeah. Maybe it was incentive to do so. But yeah. Yeah. When I heard that detail, I was like, yeah. this is kind of. And I don't know if it's different. like a liability thing. That's why I said that where if something came out later that like something was moved or touched or something, they took a picture of what they saw when they arrived. Gra- so that if something happened after that, they weren't like. Yeah. Try to be framed for anything? I don't know. I don't I, know. I was going to say, this is 2017, so pretty yeah. recently. I mean, six years ago, yeah, but, but still, still in the day of technology, pretty recently. Yeah. And I think you can think of like Amazon carriers. They always yeah. take pictures of everything. Yeah. I'm sure once cell phones became prevalent, like yeah. the post office was like, listen, 
if there's anything weird, right. if there's damage to any mailbox, yeah. take a picture if yeah. you're there because then we know about it and yeah. we know it's not us pretty much. So. And I when I saw that the first carrier called a second, a second one and not the, the cops, yeah. it was like, at first, I'm like, that's fucking weird. But then also... I don't know how people handle situations when you're in shock. I don't That's know. That's the thing. You just, I don't know. If you got someone comfortable yeah. you're with. You know, and who so. knows who the second mail carrier was to this first one. I don't know. Yeah. Was it a relative that's going to work together? Too, like, who knows? Yeah. You rely on. Right. Who knows? Now, before we get too far into the story and the facts, if you guys are up for it or if you have the stomach for it, I don't know if you guys want to find the picture. There's a very prevalent photo that is on the internet of this. Um, if you don't have the stomach for it and you're just here for the story and not the visual, yeah. I you really can't follow along on this and understand the point of view if you don't have some kind of visual. So I kind of want to like walk you through it. If you can't get to a phone or if you just don't want to look it up, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, because I think yeah. what you're about to go into yeah. is important to yeah. how she was found and what they yeah. say happened. And you'll, cer- you'll soon learn as the story goes on that that's what this entire case is based yeah, off of. that's where the questions What arise. is right in front of you and why it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I'm not going to get too far into description and be annoying and whatever, but I'm going to try to explain it super basic. So like imagine that you're there's a person standing to the right of a mailbox, okay? Their left side is touching the mailbox, Facing out towards the street. Yeah, or yeah, or just simply they're you're like you're next not looking to a mailbox. At, at the at the home for the mailbox. You're looking out into the street. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. But either way, their left side is touching it. Yes. Yep. And so then imagine that that person then drops to their knees and then sits back on their heels. Then they lean slightly to the left. Their face and their left side leaned up against the post now. They are now, like, essentially the height of the mailbox. Mm-hmm. Almost so, like you're just kind of, like, resting yes, up against it. Yeah. So this is basically how they found Jessica. Her left hand was down by her side, and in between her knees was her purse, and it was open. Her right hand was looked placed inside, resting right inside of it. Obviously a very bizarre scene. Yeah. And looking closer... The string type thing around her neck that the mail carriers saw when they got there actually ended up being two shoelaces that had been tied together, creating a type of homemade noose, essentially. It went under her chin, back around her neck, and up over the post and back down under her chin on the other side, meeting a very small and precise knot at the very end of the laces. Linda and David Johnson didn't really know what to think or where to even start with this. Obviously, it's a whole fucking mess. One minute they were eating breakfast, and the next minute their grandkids didn't have a mom anymore. To lose their daughter was already enough, but for her to be discovered in such a horrific way, basically displayed on the side of the road to be found by strangers, I mean, how do you even process that? And if things weren't terrible enough, they were then told that this was being labeled a suicide. Now... I put in here that it's easy to sit here and pretend detective on these cases that we listen to and driving to work or at the gym, whatever it is, and scoff at decisions that we hear that people made in law enforcement. But in reality, none of us are law enforcement. None of us have been trained. So when we kind of have these discussions, that's really all it is. But I will give credit where it's due. But sadly, in Jessica's case, there's no credit to be given. So I 
don't mind shit talking to police in this case. I'm not a police basher, but you'll see why it's very necessary. Yeah, there's in this a lot case. of things that happen in this. That it's really a bad. A lot of you balls guys. were dropped. Yeah. And you would think with how bizarre the scene was and how she was found, cops would see a bunch of red flags and start digging into her whole life to find anything, but the case almost immediately went nowhere. Linda even told police that Jessica has said to her, quote, Mama, if anything ever happens to me, it was him, end quote. She said even though Jessica didn't name Garland as the him, she knows that's who he was talking about. Garland came in for questioning, but that's about as far as that lead went. When her toxicology was released, traces of Xanax and methamphetamine were detected, although this was not the actual cause of her death. Exficiation was. Friends and family think cops wrote Jessica off based off of her history with drugs. It didn't seem to matter to them that she had a family and friends who loved her, or two kids who now had no answers and were left without a mom. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, she... Sorry, she had an issue previously with mm-hmm. drugs and she had for mo- the most part yeah rehabilitated herself yeah. you know and right maybe would dabble here and there right. but not the addiction that maybe she was before right yeah yeah linda even tried to tell them that there was no way she would do this she knew her daughter the woman who took extreme pride in her appearance and never left the house without a full face of makeup would not just one day get up barefaced hair not made Choose a three-foot-tall post to hang herself from with shoelaces, leave her purse out in the open, and leave herself to be found by anyone passing by. There's no fucking way. With logic and reason falling on deaf ears, the Johnsons were seeking help from anyone who would listen, and thankfully, the right people did step in. Roe Moreno is a retired Horn Lake, Mississippi policeman, and has volunteered his own time in Jessica's case, believing as well that this was not a suicide. Crime Watch Daily reporter Melissa McCarty met up with Moreno at the actual mailbox Jessica was found on. He told cameras, Jessica's scene looked odd from the start. Looking around, he starts by pointing out that the area she was found in was surrounded by trees. Trees that would make for way better options than a three-foot-tall post out by a public street where someone could find her before she even finished the task. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but the mailbox post she chose was very loose. Melissa McCarty actually grabbed the mailbox herself during the interview, showing the cameras how the post was basically just placed in a hole and when touched would wiggle around quite a bit. This would have been knocked over or came entirely loose under the weight of a grown woman struggling as all hanging victims do during the process. Yeah. Yeah. Ro Moreno also added that the area she was in had no street lights. It was pretty rural, and the coroner estimated that she had been out there since the previous evening about 6-ish. Can't really be too exact, you know? Meaning it would have been dark in the area. Too dark to tie a very precise knot found on the shoelaces. And this that knot was, like, right at the very end of the shoelaces. So right. there's no, like, yeah. oh, well, I'll just, you know, throw exactly. it together. It was like, nope. Yeah. It's going to go right here. And it was actually explained that, well, how it was explained is that Jessica would have had to be in the position in that she wanted to hang from, from the very start, and then tied the knot while it was away from her eye line in the dark. So she wouldn't have been able to see the knot she was tying, not only because it was dark, but because it was placed away on the side around her head so she couldn't even see it. While also being... On meth and vitamins yeah. and Xanax. and she would have been going entirely based off of feel or under the influence, yeah. right? So they stated it's not impossible, just extremely unlikely. 
Moreno isn't the only person lending his expertise to the Johnsons. Forensic scientist Dr. Maurice Godwin has been helping too, adding to the mounted group of people who believe that this was a homicide and fighting to get the case turned around. Godwin has decades of experience assisting in many high-profile cases, including Casey Anthony, finding things that other people can't or won't. He completely disagrees with the coroner's suicide ruling for Jessica, stating, It should be marked off as a homicide, but at the minimum, it should be changed to undetermined. Godwin sat down with Jessica's parents and explained why, in his professional opinion, this was definitely not a suicide. Besides the glaring oddities that everyone sees, while looking at crime scene photos, he gets detailed and points out that the shoelace noose was found resting on a part of her throat where the Adam's apple would have been. He said from that height, it would not have been enough pressure to cause her to even pass out. Adding to the bizarre placement of the shoelace noose because she was slumped down, the shoelace was at an upward angle, holding her against the post. It went up and to the side, coming up from where the Adam's apple would have been and across her cheek. He said with all of her body weight holding her down, this would have been extremely painful, and she wouldn't have been able to keep that position for a long period of time, not long enough for the hanging. When the reporter asked him that wouldn't be possible, he simply stated it didn't happen. Godwin is a very detailed man, that's what he does. He takes us all even further, pointing out that in the photo, Jessica's hair was found almost entirely under the shoelace. Now I put in here that all my ladies, or my long-haired men out there will get this, the uncomfortable feeling of having your hair underneath something that's on your neck. It's almost instinctual, whether it's a lanyard or a necklace or whatever it may be, that you instinctively just take your hair out. It's just such a gross, weird feeling. Just, it's weird. People out there will get it. You'll get it if you get it, yeah. So, I mean, you might think that, well, if she was about to commit this act of, like, finalization, whatever, right? Like, who cares about that kind of stuff? And I would agree with you, but I think I wouldn't even have noticed that in the picture. But out of sheer habit, I would put money on it. Then anybody who's been doing that their entire life, this wouldn't just be an exception all of a sudden. You would just do it out of habit, even if you were about to do something like this. Hmm. One of the few photos you'll find online of Jessica is one taken at the coroner's office. It shows her left hand and forearm. And on it, you see what look like a bunch of scattered little circular burn marks is almost what it appears to be at first. It doesn't seem like anybody can really kind of pinpoint what it is when you kind of look around at the articles, but some do speculate that it might be picking from drug use, which is a common habit. Right above the marks, though, you'll see clear as day the design of a shoe print embedded in her skin from someone either stepping on it or stomping on it. Yet this didn't seem to alarm the cops. Now, if you haven't already thought this during the episode, catch up. We're all thinking it. What's up with the abusive druggy boyfriend, right? So get a load of this, you guys. The mailbox that she was found on was not just a random house out in the sticks. It belonged to the home of Garland's best friend. It also happened to be the same house that the two of them had been staying at for the past few days. If cops would have bothered to ask anyone she knew... They would have found out that the night before, when she was with Garland, she had locked herself in the bathroom, scared for her life. She called a friend to come get her, but when the friend pulled up outside, Jessica never came out. Instead, Garland went outside to talk to the friend, 
telling her that Jessica was actually the one being crazy. And the friend was no longer needed. Of course. With no sign of Jessica, the friend drove off. I'm sure now with massive regrets for possibly the rest of her life. As if all of this wasn't bad enough, it turns out the police didn't even interview everyone who lived around the home that she was last seen at. She was found close to the road with neighbors on all sides, but only a few people were spoken to. Who knows what memories or information is lost after almost six years. Not only did the home she was found on, in front of, belong to someone associated with her abusive boyfriend, it also had a fucking security camera. Oh, perfect. A camera that police just never asked him about. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. They're not trying to solve the crime, are they? Oh, no, that's right. No. 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 Why why would you? Right. Again, balls dropped here. I don't, yeah. Cameras were on as reporter Melissa McCarty walked straight up to the house to speak with the owner, the friend of Garland Hart. Agreeing to talk if his face was blurred, he stepped outside, where Melissa asked him if police had ever stopped by to ask about the security footage. He said that they didn't. And when police asked, or sorry, when Melissa asked him if she could see it, he said it was password protected and he didn't know the passcode. The homeowner who had the camera outside of his own home didn't know the password to his own camera. Darn. He also said it probably has been taped over by now. Yeah, which is, I mean, so unfortunate. I mean, I mean, true, but true, but yeah, I was going to be a little sarcastic yeah. there because it just happens to be that, oh, one of my friends whose ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. was found dead suspiciously yeah. right in front of my house with cameras, but I just don't know no. how to look at that. He footage. also said something like, I would never let anything happen to her. I would have known if something happened. And that whole night, I guess, sure. when interviewed, yeah. it was a crazy night. People were kind of coming in and out. It was a whole thing. I don't know. But so far... There's been many things missed by investigators or simply ignored. Who knows? If that wasn't already bad enough, the few things that they did have that could have helped them were terribly handled. Starting with evidence. Because this was so quickly ruled a suicide, it wasn't long before police decided to give Jessica's belongings back to the family. Things that had been held as evidence and should have been kept as evidence. Her purse that was found between her knees was sent back to her family. And when they got it back, it was found that the metal clamp that keeps the straps connected to the actual purse had been broken. At least one of them had. How had a metal clamp been broken off of it? Had it been ripped from her hands? Was there an altercation? Did police accidentally do it? Also, was it already broken prior? The thing is... No woman carries around a purse with a broken clamp. But the, the It wouldn't even is, be a purse anymore. I agree. Yeah. But the thing is, none of us know this because mm-hmm. another ball gets dropped and yeah. the police don't want right. to pay attention to this stuff. And I'm sure if they had like asked her mom because she saw her walk out the door with the purse. That's all you gotta was do. Was she carrying yeah. a purse with no strap? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Unbelievable. Her shoes had also been returned. The very ones she had been wearing when she left her home and the ones missing the laces that had been used at the crime. Now, there was kind of something that was brought up, I believe, in another podcast. I'm not going to try to misquote it. It was one of the bigger ones, like True Crime Junkie, True Crime Garage, one of those, right? Where the pathway to get from the house to the mailbox was pretty long. I'm not going to try and even try to guess, but it was pretty long. 
um, not like a mile or anything, but decent no, enough but that you would drive all the yeah, way up to the driveway. house. Yeah. yeah and it a, was all gravel. And yeah. she was found with no shoes. And her shoes were found at the house with the shoelaces missing. They so were like gray Chuck Converse. Rock marks on the bottom. Yeah. Or she. How would you have walked all the way down there? No, nobody would do that. Yeah. You know, if, especially if you walked down to the mailbox knowing that was your intention, wouldn't you wear the shoes all the way there and then take it off? Just yeah. weird, right? So, yeah, those had been returned to the family super soon. I mean, it's not stated if those were ever DNA tested. And if there was any hopes of DNA being found on the shoelaces, they'll most likely never find out because the laces mysteriously vanished. Darn. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay, though, right? It yeah. would lose evidence. Yeah, arguably the <sighs> most important piece of evidence in this case will never be seen again. Not only was evidence lost, but it was also destroyed. The clothes that Jessica was found in were sent to the morgue in a biohazard bag where they were burned. Dr. Godwin is confused about this because based off of the reports and all the things he's seen, there wasn't anything found on the clothing that would deem them as hazardous or biohazardous material. It wasn't stated there was any blood found or anything. Yeah, so he's confused why. And yeah. And then burned. Yeah. Something else keeping anyone from answers is the fact that Jessica was cremated in their grief and confusion and sadly lacking the funds. It was decided that Jessica would be cremated instead of being buried. Yeah. Her parents have mentioned the immense regret they feel, but at the time it made the most sense for their situation. So, Believe it or not, Garland has never been named as a suspect, but neither has anyone else. During her interviews with people that Garland knew, Melissa McCarty tracked down Garland's current girlfriend, who seems to support him. Talking with the cameras pointed away for privacy, she said he could have never done that to her. He loved that girl. When asked where he was, his girlfriend said that he was actually at court that very moment for a hearing. We later find out that he was there on domestic violence charges against the same girl that they just interviewed. Oh, weird. Yes. So, I mean, he's consistent, I guess. Now knowing where to find him, the True Crime Daily team headed down to the courthouse to see if they could catch up with him. And it just so happens that they did. As he was headed in for his hearing, surprisingly, Garland stayed behind to talk for a little bit. His first ever public interview. I don't want my name clear because I don't care. I don't give, I don't care. That doesn't mean anything, because in the end, Jessica's still not going to be here. But if somebody did do something to her, I want to know who did it, because her son, her daughter deserves to know. He clearly has heard the accusations her family has been making against him. If her mother wanted to know the truth, though, why would she spread lies about me that she knows to be lies? They had to have somebody to blame. I understand that. that I, I'll be that dude, but I'll never apologize for something I didn't do, especially to somebody that I love. Do you have any idea who would have harmed her? And do you really think? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think. And I don't want to pass the accusation because that's what everybody's done to me. Right. And I just don't know. But you understand why the family is so confused. I understand that. So I'm not mad questions. at them in any way. It was the first time Garland had spoken publicly about Jessica's death. He admitted it probably wasn't the best thing to do. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. I shouldn't be doing this right now. It's not wise on my behalf in any kind of way, but I don't care. I would die in prison as an old man just to know that guy who did that to her. But before anyone will face that fate, Jessica's death needs to be investigated further. So what you won't see unless you go watch the actual uh, interview. Now listen, we're not making light of anything, but this, first of all, he's such a fucking character, right? Like, knowing his history, we can say he's a piece of shit, okay? 
But the interview is funny only at the end. The very end. And I've never seen this before. I don't know about you. But as soon as he's done saying, I probably shouldn't be talking to you. I'm not a lawyer. He then just takes a just jog runs. and just runs away. And it's it's not like a sprint. A, like a it's not like a sprint, suit. right? Yeah. It's not like he's robbing a bank and the cops will be there in a second. It's just like, oh, I think I'm late to go pick up my kid. I'm going to take a jog. Yeah, it's just like yeah, the weirdest like little he casual keeps his hands in his pockets. Yeah. And is it's like I gotta move yeah. quickly, but I don't want to yeah. be like super loud or obnoxious. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. I'm just gonna like take as big of blend steps as in I can with the quickly. runners of yeah. the city. It's just yeah, so, so weird. weird. So hope you guys, he, if you want a good little laugh, you should go yeah. check that yeah. out. And but. that is on the I guess it's True Crime Daily yeah. now. Yeah, uh, what happened to Jessica Johnson? Yeah, it's so hard to not sit here and speculate how differently this all could have gone if police could have put a little bit more effort in from the beginning. The only little light that remains is that Jessica's family has people on their side, people who can actually help and make a difference. Since the suicide ruling, her case has been reopened, and we are now just waiting for a miracle, essentially. With crucial evidence lost, mishandled, destroyed, or returned to the family too soon, I'm not sure what police can really do besides wait for a confession or a pile of circumstantial evidence to line up perfectly so someone can be brought to trial. Every chance they get, her family and friends tell her story to keep her memory alive. Linda Johnson wants answers. Sure, it was her daughter, and that's a heartbreak all on its own. But she wants the ruling changed and justice delivered so that her grandkids can have some closure. She tells them all the time, your mother did not do this. She would never do this to you guys. But until there's someone behind bars, I guess the fight never stops. So I feel like I got a pretty good vibe of your thoughts, but anything else you want to add? Pretty sure on the same page, judging by the rage in our eyes from across the table. Yeah, I I think one of the things that we kind of, you know, I don't want to say pressed the issue on was just all the malpractice, I guess, from the police. Yeah. You know, but the the one thing that I keep thinking of, too, is the uh, the odd, not really the autopsy, but gosh i'm blank on the person who decided it's a suicide it's a coroner coroner sorry yeah, yeah. okay who i feel like that is a big issue with the case because mm-hmm. i mean kind of you alluded to it a little bit there but if it's a suicide where is the incentive to find a suspect what do you, you mean? know like i'm sorry if it's deemed a suicide by the coroner yeah the police right i mean they already yeah. like i said they're they're look yeah. down upon kind of right. with how they choose to go about things. Yeah. But six years later, you see this file and yeah. whatever, you know, file and just says suicide. Yeah. Where's the incentive to be like, let me look into that case. Now, right. granted, this is a, a popular, I don't want to say popular, but this yeah. is a, a controversial situation yeah. where there's right. a lot of questions around it. Yeah. But you still kind of go back to the coroner deemed it a suicide. Yeah. And I get I get that the death was by asphyxiation. Yeah. Well, it, the specifically was as, asphyxiation by strangulation, which really? is okay. the same like right. Like I think right. I'm not a fucking doctor, a right? But like yeah, 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 right. That the question is though, does that match up with the evidence 
provided. So I was thinking about that and I'm like, I'm trying to think of ways that you could make one thing look like another thing, right? Where yeah. you could see something as a doctor. Choke someone from behind with it and then... Yeah, it- or right, or use it. They've actually d- disproven suicides um, before when people have done the same thing where they have strangled someone with a rope and then and after they did, like- yeah, tied them up and made it look like a hanging. I've seen that before too where they match up a straight across strangulation Versus with a the hanging, angle, the yeah. angle, right, of the bruising, blah, blah, blah. But in this case, I'm thinking, could she have been suffocated? Could he have put a pillow over her face when she was high or something where you don't yeah. see any evidence of it? But then you can hang her up. You can, this sounds so bad. I'm sorry, you guys. But like, you could have like someone help by holding her and then you putting the shoe like you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, obviously we're yeah. just exploring right, how, yeah, yeah. how if it wasn't yeah. suicide, yeah. you know, where... Because you would see you finger marks, but also point. like if the picture that you see of her is not close enough for you to really get a close. It's from like the point of view of someone standing above her. Yeah. Um, you can see a decent amount of stuff, but you definitely can't see like under detail. her chin where like you might be able to point out like a finger mark or something from like a hand strangling her or something but i there's i don't know it's just if it was just a shoelace and it was maybe a different circumstance that she was found in and not on a mailbox other things i don't know So yeah there's i mean one the private investigator he i I guess the private investigator right the one that decided to look into this more and is talking about the uh that's the, the forensic that, scientist okay dr godwin yeah. yes 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 so he pointed out yeah too that the indentation or the mark left for, by the shoelace on like the cheek of her yes almost shows that that's where the majority of the pressure was at right on her cheek yes. so the idea that she yep was killed through strangulation yeah didn't doesn't match up right which is kind of what yeah. you're... There's enough evidence against the shoelace theory that yes. you know it wasn't that, so then what was it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I... I know. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, and Obviously, it's kind of too late for yeah. a lot of this. And it could be a case of maybe... I don't know. It sounds... I don't want to, like, defend anybody or anything. I, you just always kind of have to think of two things. There's been many cases that I've had very strong opinions about and then found out later that, like, the police did oh, look no, into yeah. something. But maybe someone above them, like a chief or something, like was like, we're done. Or, yeah. yeah, we're done. We don't have enough resources, whatever it is. Yep. So I don't want to, like, go too hard. But it could be a simple case of the coroner's kind of the end-all, be-all. He's the doctor that went to school for years. Right. He knows all the ins and outs. The police are just the ones that ask the questions based off of what the coroner right, finds, which, right? Right, again... So it could be some old-ass coroner. He could be, like, 9,000 years old. He also... Horn Lake, Mississippi, how big is that fucking place anyway? He could only have to deal yeah. with, like, two Very homicides little. a year, one a year. Right. I don't know. That makes me wonder, too, and I'm not, I don't want to get him off the hook. I don't, I'm yeah, not trying right. to put blame on him, yeah. either. It makes me wonder if he did say, you know, asphyxiation by... Uh, strangulation strangulation then that kind of puts the ball back into the investigator right like how was she strangled yeah was it by her own doing yeah was it by the hands of somebody else but that's where and that's where it's like shows you other stuff like how did you just like skip past the footprint on the arm right yes yeah yeah and and one of the i guess popular comments on some of these videos regarding her was from someone that claims that they knew uh, Jessica. Okay. And I think her name was Courtney or something. Okay. I don't remember. And she left a comment saying that that she 
she knew her personally, was friends with her, you know, and doesn't think she killed herself. Yeah. And thinks that possibly yeah. somebody held her arm down while using a shoe or, you know, yeah. putting her arm down sure, and then yeah. injecting her with drugs. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then who knows what happens after that. Yeah. Because it is a very weird, if I'm going to be honest, if I'm trying to stage a suicide. Right. By hanging. Yeah. It sounds a lot more difficult to like get someone up in a tree or yeah, even in like a closet. Like I don't. Yeah. If they're into drugs at this if person's you household, did, you're yeah, not wanting ahead. the police to come in your house, right? And be like, we found a dead body. Right. So like, you're just like, let's do it outside somewhere. But I'm just yeah. And if you're gonna go with that theory, then right, then if you're gonna inject her with drugs, why not OD her on drugs? Right. You know. Yeah. Or maybe you thought you did, and you're like, oh shit, she's still breathing. Or, I'm not sure. Or maybe, the, again, we're just kind of spitballing yeah. your backup plan. Maybe yeah. something happened to where he accidentally strangled her, right. killed her. And yeah. then now it's like, how do I make this look like yeah. it was a suicide? You would think if you really wanted to keep them off your trail, right, that you would not do it at the house that you're staying at yeah. and that is associated with you in any way. But also, known drug users, they panic. They're not good with rationale. Yeah. Like They're like, let's just do it outside, you know. And I think that that was the one thing that when, because I, I remember hearing about this, I, this was just a few years ago, I think we were talking about this. Yeah. Or like, I remember well, you being was, like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. What well, the it's actual, such a clear yeah. this fucking makes no fuck sense. up. Yeah. And then coming back to it again a few years later and immediately hearing the stories about her drug use, it's mm-hmm. like, you feel like, especially nowadays, people who deal with drugs whether it was in their past and they gotten over it or still dabble in it it's like they just get looked down upon right yeah to where almost like we were talking with like sex workers kind of where Mm -hmm. with like gary ridgeway right we're just not gonna look into it because honestly we kind of want you to be gone that's what it feels like right and or same and you could kind of argue the same thing i don't want to get too far off track here but like if you went to like um like Jeffrey Dahmer too, right? Or like anybody in the gay community? Yeah, yeah. It's especially like back the then. certain yep. type of what do you call it? Like a it's discrimination, but it's like I don't know what you call them, but they're like on the outskirts of society, basically, or whatever. It's yeah. like their own kind of group that, of course, nowadays are different. Well, kind of, you know, depending where you are. I'd like to think we're more equal now, but yeah, that's kind of the same thing where, and who knows, like I said, maybe this is also still a small town, Mississippi. Sorry, anyone from there, but you never know with some of these states, you know? Yeah. And I mean, Mississippi, a lot of... How far you're like... I'm trying to think. There's a lot of states throughout the U.S., especially in like the Midwest too, where... Or the uh, South, you know, But like heroin and stuff is a huge issue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To where not even drugs, like, right? But how yeah. you're viewed mm-hmm. in the drug community Just in if you're involved yeah. at all. Yeah. And and yeah, it, it's if you're involved in any way, it's just Yeah. If you, you know someone that does it, you're like, ew, why would you hang yeah. out with them or whatever? Yeah. 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 I, so yeah, I mean fuck, if this doesn't spark a conversation in your household or with your friends, fucking I mean, I don't know. There's so much going on here. Yep. And honestly This took me so long to put together because I'm like, <laughs> how do you even piece it? There's so much shit. They're just so because there's none of it makes sense. Yeah. Like there's no reason too much of it doesn't make sense. That the, there's no yeah, excuse yeah. that you wouldn't look into this. Yeah. Yeah. It, from the very beginning. Yeah. The assumption of Ridiculous. suicide. If I 
I, yeah. I was FaceTiming my brother before, right before we recorded this. Yeah. And I told him, he said, oh, what's, you know, what are you guys covering today? And I yeah. said, this person who supposedly hung herself on her mailbox. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, right. yeah, exactly. It's yeah. an interesting one. He was yes. like, why didn't she just stand up? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the, the, that's the, the argument. Yeah. The, yeah. the base of this yeah. is like, it makes no sense yeah. to be like, a mailbox yeah. is where I want to go. People that are going to do this, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but usually you do it, which is why you do it so far off the ground that there's no way to come back. You don't want the option to come back from it. Right. Which yeah. is why you, you choose like a final kind of thing. Yeah. So people will kick the stool out from under them, yeah. whatever it is, right? There's way too much of an out on this one. Three feet off the ground. Are you kidding Doesn't, me? A yeah. three foot tall post. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. And one that's wobbly. Yeah. What the Doesn't fuck? make sense. Yeah. So yeah. 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 I, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is another one. I mean, I'm this pretty sure you're wonder. all going to agree with us, um, but there's going to be a lot of people. We always get people with like ideas. Some of them are a little crazy. Love Some it. of them are like totally on par with us. Yeah. But I want to hear all of them. Like, tell me the crazy ones. Even yeah. if you think it's not crazy. Like, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Or do you really yeah. think the, yeah. the reality of it is mm-hmm. it, she decided to go out this yeah. way? Right. And do you think that's a good way to yeah. go out? I don't know. Yeah. That's just a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. I Like you said, it did take you a while to yeah. get through this one. Um, by no help of me at all. <laughs> it's okay. I did nothing for this. It's all good. Um, I appreciate you. Yeah. I think we all appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, this has been another episode uh-huh. of the True Crime Banter Podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have any scary movie recommendations. Yes. Or thrillers or like yes. dramas. Send or us a message. Leave suspense. a comment or... Yeah. on spotify answer yeah. the, the question under this mm-hmm. episode and mm-hmm. I, I i think that's it yeah. I think we're, you're gonna you join me on the next one right maybe that's we'll the plan if yeah we're lucky oh I, okay. i'm doing a local one. Oh, i just okay. need my voice to come back okay so. we'll see so stop talking oh yeah okay okay thank Sorry. you all yeah. right well there's been another episode of the true crime band uh-huh. podcast <laughs> Bye. we'll talk to you again everyone. later goodbye adios